So my YouTube channel has been demonetized. I had been working on another short audio documentary as well as preparing to record another news story episode, you know, where I take a selection of articles and clips that have caught my attention over the past week and comment on them. But then this. Strangely, the original email is gone from my inbox, but luckily I had the forethought to take a screenshot earlier. So here is the lovely message I received. Your channel is no longer eligible to monetize. Learn how to reapply. Hi, The Week in Doubt. During a recent review, our team of policy specialists, for some reason I picture a bunch of people in lab coats with glasses, carefully looked over the videos you've uploaded to your channel, The Week in Doubt. We found that a significant portion of your channel is not in line with our YouTube partner program policies. As of today, your channel is not eligible to monetize, and you will not have access to monetization tools and features. Please go to your monetization page to read more about the specific policy our specialist flagged. We know this is tough news and sometimes we have to make difficult decisions. We have a responsibility to ensure our community is safe for creators, viewers, and advertisers. At the same time, we understand that you may have unintentionally made mistakes. That's why you'll be able to reapply for the YouTube Partner Program in 30 days. This 30-day time period allows you to make changes to your channel to make sure it's in line with our policies. So going by that rather vague form letter, my first take was that it was probably some kind of thought or speech policing thing. They talk about wanting to keep YouTube or the community quote-unquote safe, etc. And I have to say, I was pretty pissed. Not visibly, I'm sure. I'm usually a pretty mellow guy, but inside I was stewing. I was at work, and I had a free minute, so I decided to check my YouTube inbox, the email inbox that's linked to my Weekend Out Gmail account. I like to keep up with the comments, see what kind of diluted madness, uplifting praise, or constructive criticism the comment section has to offer, and bam, there it is. Your channel has been demonetized, or however they tersely phrased it. I just continued working, but inside I had flames shooting out my eyes. Uh, I couldn't believe it. When I first created a YouTube account for the show, I don't even think I was aware of the AdSense program. In fact, I knew very little about YouTube in general. I just thought it might be a good way to spread the word about the podcast. When I did first learn about the AdSense or YouTube Partner Program, I did sign up. I figured, why not? And to be honest, I never really made much. Maybe if I was lucky, I'd get in between one to three payouts a year, somewhere around $100 each. I think that's the minimum payout threshold. But I would usually go for, uh, for quite some time with a stagnating balance stuck below that payout threshold. Then recently, things started to change. I started earning more, and also my subscriber count started to steadily rise. To be honest, I think it at least partly has to do with that Baphomet documentary episode I did. I still can't believe how well-received that's been. I think it has well over 60,000 views now. Still small potatoes, relatively speaking, when compared to really big-time YouTubers. But for me, you know, it's, it's amazing, and I want to thank everyone for taking the time to watch that and for all the positive feedback and encouragement I've received. 
So I actually had a payout the last three months in a row. The last two months in particular, I've made about 180 each payout. Not bad. And I believe even this morning, I was thinking about it and how grateful and relieved I felt because of the extra income. For me, someone who does their best to make ends meet, who's saddled with more debt than they care to admit, um, like a lot of us, I imagine, you know, an extra 180 is no joke. That goes a long way towards things like my car payment or other bills or the monthly cost of groceries, etc., etc. So it was nice having that bit of extra income. And then as previously stated, bam, your channel's demonetized. It was not a good feeling. And part of the reason why I felt so pissed or indignant initially was because I did assume that the decision to demonetize my channel probably did have something to do with the nature of my content. Maybe I had one too many videos with Jordan Peterson's name in the title. Even big name content creators have pointed out that just having Peterson's name in the title can get a video demonetized. Even if, uh, like myself, you're for the most part being critical of him. Maybe uh, it was my secular or atheistic worldview. Maybe it was my occasional reference to alcohol consumption or recreational drug use. And I was thinking to myself, hell, if that's what it is, there's a lot of big name YouTubers out there who are atheists or who talk about drugs or drinking or sex a hell of a lot more than I do and haven't been demonetized. So I thought maybe I was being unfairly singled out, maybe some overzealous Christian offended by my videos on the occult or atheism complained about my channel. But when I got home, I found another message waiting for me inside my YouTube creator studio on my laptop, and it was still frustratingly vague, but it was, relatively speaking, a bit more specific. It seemed to point to that the problem might be copyrighted material. But actually, now that I look at it again, it's not all that vague. It specifies quote-unquote reused content. Uh, but still, it doesn't specify the offending video or videos. If it did, I'd simply delete or alter them. Demonetizing the entire channel seems pretty heavy-handed. So I have to admit, once I realized it might have to do more with copyrighted material uh, than YouTube taking issue with my original content, I definitely cooled down and my indignation kind of gave way to a sense of humility. Because in all honesty, yeah, I definitely have some copyright stuff on there. In the early days of my channel, I would sometimes upload these little Bill Maher clips, snippets from atheist debates or lectures, etc. I know HBO is really aggressive with copyright. I'm surprised some of those Bill Maher clips were allowed to stay up there. I don't monetize those, and if there are ads running on them, the money's probably going to HBO. Which, to be fair, is as it should be. It's their content. And so if it is those clips they have an issue with, as I said, they're not being monetized by me and they make up a very small portion of my video catalog. I probably have over 300 original videos up there and there's only a small handful of the aforementioned famous atheist Hitchens, Dawkins, slash Bill Maher clips. There's no copyright strikes. My channel's in good standing. If they have a problem with those old clips being up there, once again, why not just tell me what videos you specifically want me to take down instead of demonetizing the whole channel?
The other possibility, and this is rather chilling, is that this is a sign or taste of things to come. I've heard a lot of murmuring about some recent law or bill in the UK or some other part of Europe that could potentially drive YouTube to become even more strict regarding copyright infringement. Even cracking down, like mentioned in their statement about reuse content, on not just video clips, but things like still images, poster art, etc. And there is a widespread, albeit perhaps somewhat unspoken practice among YouTube content creators, myself included, of using images we find on Google in our videos and in our thumbnails. Think about all the huge YouTubers out there like Philip DeFranco, etc., who use pictures of celebrities in their thumbnails. Pretty sure they didn't take those photos themselves, you know? Um, they just quickly Photoshop them into cute little episode collages for their thumbnail art or whatever. I think it's something we're probably all guilty of, small and large content creators alike. If you're, you know, talking about depression, maybe you find an image of a serotonin molecule on Google. If you're talking about the Middle Ages, maybe you type in medieval art into the search field and find an image that appeals to you. Uh, I think it's something we probably all know on some level is wrong, but you push it to the back of your mind and make excuses. It's my message and my thoughts that are important. These are just little Google images that I use as window dressing. As a creator myself, someone with a graphic design degree, someone who is or was in a band, I know how much care and time goes into creating an image or a song. And yeah, ideally, I wouldn't want someone to just take something I created. Although, if I caught someone using one of my images or a part of one of my old songs in a video, I'd probably find it somewhat amusing. And I really wouldn't care too much as long as they weren't claiming they were the original creator. But that takes us into the subject of fair use. Often, like many other podcasters and YouTubers, I'm commenting on news clips, etc., and that should fall under the umbrella of fair use. But that's never kept people from getting copyright strikes or having their videos demonetized. So I was wondering if the problem in their eyes might have been that maybe they ran some kind of algorithm and found too many instances of matching content in my videos for their liking. But if that's the case, then watch out. Most of the big names out there on YouTube also comment on videos and news clips, etc. Are they gone to monetize Philip DeFranco or the Young Turks? And the thing about poster art being against policy, that seems a little extreme to me. You mean you can't review a movie and have an image of the theatrical poster over your shoulder as you uh, do the review or whatever? Uh, that's a bit much in my opinion. Okay, I'm back. And there's been some significant updates. It's the next day and I've been watching a bunch of videos from people who are going through or have gone through the same thing. Basically identical stories. People with accounts in good standing, been monetized for a while, and suddenly, bam, their whole channel demonetized with some vague reuse content explanation. And it's almost like a sick joke. They tell you you can contact YouTube for more info if you're a member of the partnership program. But the very problem is that they just kicked you out of the partnership program, meaning you guessed it, you can't contact them. Chew on that one for a while. And YouTube is notorious for being very difficult to contact. There's even a policy where you need to have at least 100,000 subs before you, not like 
subs as in sandwiches, subscribers, before you get the privilege of being able to email their support team. I know they're a huge company and their customer service team must be absolutely inundated, but still, that seems a little cold. 100,000 before you can even send an email. That being said, to my surprise and in fairness to them, YouTube has actually been responding to me on Twitter and they've been very prompt and friendly. I'm not holding my breath that there'll be a positive outcome, but it's something. One important key thing I learned from watching those other vids is that apparently when they're assessing your channel, they start out by looking at your best performing videos, your videos with the most views, and deciding if they go against policy or not. And that may have been a deciding factor in my case. As embarrassing as it is to admit, some of those old Bill Maher clips were some of my highest viewed videos. So ding, 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 they probably looked at those. And even though those clips weren't monetized, they decided I'm not worthy of the partnership program because some of my best performing videos weren't my original content. And so it felt weird doing it because those vids have been up there for so long. But I just went in and deleted all those old Bill Maher clips earlier today. We'll see if it helps my chances of getting remonetized. Who knows? YouTube is a fickle mistress. And maybe this is the silver lining. For a long time, I've wondered what it would be like if I just isolated my best content and jettisoned everything else. I even thought of starting an archive channel where I just put my favorite episodes and seeing how self-critical I can be, <laughs> that's not a terribly long list. But some of my favorite episodes are also some of the most well-received, my St. Patrick, Baphomet, and Krampus documentaries, etc. I was always afraid to delete those Bill Maher, Hitchens, and Dawkins clips because of the eyeballs they drew. But now, seeing that I don't have a choice, maybe this is my chance to separate the chaff from the wheat, so to speak, and streamline my channel. I've already started deleting older episodes of the show that weren't all that well received. Just from YouTube, the audio versions will remain on Podbean. It's funny, I was watching Cult of Dusty last night, and he was giving people permission to use clips from his show on their channels, and I was thinking... Nice sentiment, but I don't think so, brother. Uh, mirroring used to practically be a fixture of the YouTube experience, but it looks like having anything other than your own content on your channel can now get you demonetized. I felt kind of humbled and moved when I was watching or listening to other people's stories of having their channels demonetized, because a lot of them really didn't deserve it. There was one guy who was practically in tears. YouTube had become his primary source of income, and he was playing by the rules. The closest he came, according to him, to uploading other people's content was mirroring a Twitch streamer who had given him permission to use his videos and even publicly sent a message to YouTube saying, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, this guy's my bro and he has full permission to use my content. There was another guy whose content entirely consisted of his own animations. He had his own original cartoon series, and out of nowhere, uh, his whole channel was demonetized. And there were a number of stories like that. People who had managed to make a living off of YouTube, uploading their own original content or making commentary or response videos, and suddenly out of the blue, they get demonetized and lose their primary source of income. Some people might say tough, they should have been more cautious or responsible and not relied solely on YouTube for income. 
But I think that's pretty harsh. To me, anything you can legally do that provides enough income to survive is valid or legitimate work. YouTube may not have ever promised anyone a permanent, stable source of income, but demonetizing people's whole channels out of nowhere, people with no copyright strikes, accounts in good standing, it's pretty shitty. They could have continued with the status quo, demonetizing individual videos on a case-by-case -case basis, or at least they could have issued a warning and given people a time frame to get their channel in order. In a weird way, I feel kind of lucky. I have a relatively small channel. I was just beginning to be able to supplement my income with YouTube, but I was still earning, or still am earning, a paycheck from my day job. A lot of these other content creators had hundreds of thousands of subs and were making a solid income on YouTube, so they really had the carpet pulled out from under them. All of a the sudden, their primary, their only source of income is gone, and they still have bills coming in and rent or a mortgage that needs to be paid. Uh, but we'll see what happens in my case. In a weird way, maybe it will be for the best, and my channel will be entering a new phase. As I mentioned before, it could be a chance to remodel and streamline my channel. Without sugarcoating things too much, yeah, the loss of the extra income, whether it's temporary or permanent, still sucks. E-begging always makes me feel rather awkward, and I'm certainly not looking for charity. But if you really enjoy or appreciate the work I do with the podcast, and you're the type of person that likes supporting content creators, hey, I won't complain if you want to give me a dollar or two a month via Patreon. Just saying. But if you're someone who's struggling financially yourself, don't worry. I don't ever want anyone to feel guilted or pressured into parting with money they can't afford to part with. And please continue enjoying the show guilt-free and the knowledge that I completely understand and your listenership isn't contingent on financially supporting the show. The Week in Doubt continues to be a free podcast. And that being said, I guess I'll call it a wrap. And next week we'll get back on track with a more standard episode. And if I get around to it, I might release a little belated holiday doc in the interim. And for anyone out there who's a content creator who's been hit with the same problem. I'm creating a playlist on YouTube entitled YouTube Demontization 2019. I'll put a link in the description. And hopefully you can go through that playlist and find some advice that might help you out. Uh, so once again, if you want to support me, you can go to patreon.com slash doubt. All right, brothers and sisters, until next time.